It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is time once again for Here's to Your Health, a joint production of Real Roots Radio and our friends of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving Cedarville, Jamestown, Yellow Springs, and all of Greene County. And we'd also like to thank the Greene County Combined Health District for helping us sponsor Here's to Your Health, your local trusted public health authority since 1920. 9.31 in the morning, and we welcome in Dr. Kevin Sherritt this morning on Real Roots Radio. Good morning, doctor. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Roy. Thanks for having me. Well, as always, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your uh, busy practice to uh, join with us. I know you're uh, treating patients there at Jamestown and uh, vaccinating as well as uh, we continue to uh, try to vaccinate our way out of this uh, pandemic. Um, Doctor, uh, are we seeing a a continued steady supply of uh, vaccines uh, coming in? I mean, we'd heard more and more as we get deeper into the summer uh, that that uh, supply would continue to grow. Is that what we're seeing here on a local level? It is, Roy. I mean, we're seeing the vaccine being more available in more places to more people uh, seemingly every week. And so it's encouraging to see, uh, you know, there's uh, a little bit of a hiccup with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, but it seems like that they've got that back on track. And they're still saying that they're going to meet projections in terms of the amount of vaccine that they've committed to, 100 million doses coming. So, um in general, people should be finding it's easier to access the vaccine than it's ever been. Well, we certainly hope so. And uh, once again, if you'll Google Get the Shot uh, Coronavirus Ohio or uh, something along those lines, if you Google that, that'll take you to that main hub where you could try to find an appointment for you or a family member to go ahead and get that uh, coronavirus vaccine so we can uh, get out of this. Uh, you know, doctor, when we look at the state of where we are today in Ohio, we are seeing cases uh, that are starting to rise now it appears that the northern part of the state is you know shall we say in worse shape than the southern part of the state because you know we're having uh, such an outbreak in michigan uh, that mm-hmm. that's kind of transitioning into northern ohio as well mm-hmm. you know it's interesting how you you know you can track this and if you think back from the very beginning when we started really tracking it back really a little over a year ago um how, you know, you've seen it spread in different areas and, and different hot spots, if you will, kind of pop up here and there. And it just it just goes back to how contagious this illness is. And when you do get a break somewhere, it spreads quickly in that area. So, you know, the efforts are always to try to contain, you know, contain it as much as possible. And you're right, right now there's uh, a lot of activity in the northern part of the state. You know, here locally, and I'm not singling anybody out because we, we serve the community of Cedarville and we love Cedarville and, and, and hopefully they love us. But we've seen, you know, it is what it is. There's been uh, some increased activity at Cedarville University and, and, and the area around. So, you know, it's, it's just what we've talked about every week. It's, you know, it's certainly not time to panic, but it's still time to pay attention and we cannot let our guard down because the virus is still out there. It's just as contagious and, and it's just as... Uh, significant as it's ever been. 
You know, Doctor, as we chat with uh, Dr. Kevin Sherrod on Real Roots Radio, you know, you mentioned the younger folks. Uh, It it seems with our our more elderly population, we've seen deaths and we've seen cases go way down because they were our first priority. Now it almost seems like we've flipped the script. You mentioned the Johnson & Johnson vaccines. It seems like a lot of those are going to our college campuses right now, trying to get those kids vaccinated before they go home for summer break. And with the, the B117 variant that we're seeing, it seems like now the biggest uh, rise in cases when it comes to that variant are with kids and, and younger people. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And, uh, you know, the majority of the uh, older individuals have uh, that at least are interested in getting the vaccine have gotten the vaccine, which is, which is great news, and we're seeing the results of the vaccine. The vaccine does work, and it has made a difference in the population that has received the vaccine. So, um, our, our older population was our first priority. They're the most vulnerable. They're still the most vulnerable. But now we know, as you said, the, the focus is changing for several reasons. One, the, the vaccine's more available. Number two, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a much easier vaccine to administer. It's not, it doesn't require uh, as much refrigeration. It's not as temperamental in terms of, of uh, uh, being able to handle it and administer it. So, you're exactly right. The big push right now is to get it into our college campuses and even our high school campuses to get, uh, you know, anybody 16 and, and up to be vaccinated. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Pfizer uh, mentioned last week that uh, the preliminary reports on the age 11 to 15 group look just as good as the older age groups, which is what you would expect. So I anticipate uh, them to get emergency approval very soon for ages 11 and up. Yeah, right now, uh, when you look at the uh, vaccines, uh, right now, Pfizer is the only one that can go to the age of 16. But like you said, that could change real soon. The Johnson & Johnson and the um, Moderna are 18 and up. We don't know if those will change anytime soon or not. But like you said, with the Pfizer, the results that we've had coming back, uh, we've seen some studies where, you know, there's almost been nearly 100% efficacy when it came to the uh, control groups in those studies. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And, you know, they... The younger people that have a more robust immune system, they're going to have a more robust response to the vaccine. So if anything, we should see the protection even higher in those age groups than we you see in our older adults. Uh, you know, it was interesting this morning, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, B117 and how that is uh, the British variant. Uh, many predicted by the time we got to the end of March, that would be the dominant strain. It appears that that is correct, especially in some hot spots like Michigan, like Massachusetts, New York, and some of those places. Uh, Dr. Fauci this morning said, um, you know, when it comes to cases in schools, we're seeing that more from sports teams than we are from in-classroom cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and it all comes down to level of exposure and, and the proximity of the exposure. And, you know, and I remind patients when we talk that the first studies that came out showed this virus is extremely contagious when you have a 15-minute exposure within two feet. And so, you know, in the classroom, typically, you know, you can get that, uh, you know, that uh, close proximity, but you can be in a classroom with someone and still you know, maintain your social distance. But with these athletic teams, oftentimes that is, is not practical, and, it, and just reality is it doesn't happen. So they, uh, have the more intense exposure is involved a lot of times in these athletic teams.
Dr. Kevin Shearer joining us on uh, Here's to Your Health on Real Roots Radio. Uh, also, some more news uh, coming out this morning. Uh, Doc, or, uh, President uh, Biden is announcing that he's going to move up the deadline for all U.S. adults to be eligible for COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, he's going to move that up by two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, here in Ohio, that's already the case uh, that uh, anybody 16 and up can get the vaccine. But it looks like around the country, uh, we're, we're hoping to have that accomplished uh, by April the 19th. Yeah. You know, it's interesting and not that we, you know, we were all knowing because we're not all knowing. Trust me, I'm, I'm you know, we're not. But, uh, you know, we kind of predicted all along that April would be the month that it would be available to everybody. And it, and it appears that that's not only happened locally, but it's going to happen nationwide. And I think if we continue vaccinating, I think our last seven day average on vaccinations was over three million people a day. Well, you can do the Jamestown math on that. It doesn't take long to have a lot of people vaccinated. I think that um, the last report I, I had read that there was uh, somewhere uh, above 160 million people in this country that have received at least one vaccine. And keep in mind, even after the first vaccine, you're getting up to 80% immunity after two weeks. And so um, even with the first vaccine, it's a significant improvement. So you know, with uh, 161 million people, I think the last figure I read vaccinated, and if we continue to vaccinate 3 million people a day nationwide, and I think that number is even going to increase as we open up mass vaccination sites, and as we said earlier, the vaccine becomes more available, you know, it's not going to take long to get to a, a point where we're going to have two-thirds of our population vaccinated. And uh, when that happens, I, I believe is when we'll really start to see a lot of these mandates and a lot of these restrictions go away. Yeah, you know, I found it interesting. Over the weekend, uh, one day we hit four million COVID vaccine doses in a day, which is you know fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear some of the folks. Uh, I know one, the guy from Minnesota, Doctor Osterholm. I think I'm saying that right. You know, saying that we're in the middle of a Category Five hurricane, and then you hear some other folks, like somebody that you and I followed, Doctor Gottlieb, who's the former mm-hmm. head of the FDA, saying that you know you may have some regionalized hotspots, but I don't think we're going to get to that fourth wave just because of the vaccinations plus all the previous infections that we have uh, you know where do you kind of fall in, in that doctor well you know and it was kind of striking just to add to that that the, the director of the the cdc made a statement last week something about impending doom and uh, I, I i don't feel that now certainly i'm not in the position that these others are in to see you know the the confidential information and the intelligence and this and that but What's available to me, you know, for me to review, I, I definitely feel like that the worst is behind us. Now, that doesn't mean that, that you know, we couldn't have a, a variant pop-up that's, uh, you know, immune to the vaccine or resistant to the vaccine. Certainly, if that happens, that's, that's a game-changer. And we've said before, the term for that is vaccine escape. So if we start hearing them talk about vaccine escape, we've got a problem. But short of vaccine escape, meaning that the virus um, mutates and is no longer responsive to the uh, vaccine, as long as we're vaccinating people the way they, the way that we are, and these numbers continue to climb, I, I just see things steadily getting better. Now, you know, it, it may not be a, a, a steady rise. You know, we may take three steps forward and two steps back, but uh, I believe that uh, our forward progress will continue, and I, I think that we're on the right track. My thought is probably by mid to late summer, probably sometime between, uh, you know, July 4th and Labor Day is when we're going to see a lot of, uh, of talk about, you know, resuming life as normal. Now, we'll have to wait and see. 
But if we can continue to vaccinate the way we are, and if there is not uh, a, a mutant on the virus or a variation of the virus that's resistant, we should be fine. Now, the big push on the vaccine is the faster we can get people vaccinated, the less likely we are to have a variant that's resistant to the vaccine. So, the, the, you know, with the vaccine being available, anybody out there that has made up their mind to get the vaccine, I would I would recommend that they get it sooner rather than later. Right. And once again, uh, Google coronavirus.ohio.gov. Get the shot. Uh, that'll take you to that website where you could schedule an appointment. Or if you can't do that, you could call your local uh combined health district you can call your doctor's office uh, you can dial 201 any of those features will allow you to get some help to get your uh, shot scheduled uh, or you could even if you're uh, unable to get out you could even uh, call your local county health board to see if they could come to you now that may take a little bit uh, but uh, that's something that i know more and more are trying to do just you know like we've talked about to get this thing knocked out as we uh, chat with dr kevin sherrod and uh, doctor before we go i did have one question from a listener uh, this is a gentleman that's uh, undergoing um, uh, cancer treatment right now, and he has not had his shot yet. He's wondering uh, how will that affect uh, when he'll be able to get his shot, or, or do we know that at this time? Well, you know, first of all, always he should consult his oncologist and his primary care doctor who are really, really familiar with his case, and they'll give him, you know, give him the proper advice. I will just say this in general. You know, I have People ask me the question in general, they'll say, am I too sick to get the vaccine? And the answer is no. Uh, the sicker you are, the more you you should get the vaccine. The more important it is that you get the vaccine. Uh, keep in mind, the vaccine is not only extremely effective, as we've been talking, but it's extremely safe. And there's very, very few conditions, short of just uh, anaphylaxis to, uh, to vaccines in general, uh, that would preclude somebody from getting the vaccine. So the short answer is, if in, again, in general, if you have cancer, you're getting cancer treatments, we would want you to get the vaccine rather than advise you not. But I would advise him to check with his physicians, but I would just about bet that their recommendation to him would be to go ahead and get the vaccine. Doctor, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much for uh, taking our listeners' questions and, as always, bringing the information. And like we always say, hopefully we've got more good news for everybody coming up next Tuesday at 930. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate it, as always. Hey, you're welcome, Roy. My pleasure. Thank you. Your home for all things country. Real Roots Radio.